0: Podcast of Poseidon is a spoiler-heavy podcast.
1: That's an understatement.
0: We're going to discuss not just the events of this book, but the Rhydenverse as a whole, and really, anything that we feel is relevant. You can find full spoiler warnings in the show notes. But honestly, saying you want a lemon juice sounds like you're fucking unhinged.
1: <laughs> sometimes, just, sometimes I just want to eat lemon. It's good. It's a little Don't sour, make face but it's good. Our
0: listeners can't see that face. <laughs> so... Mortals, monsters, and myth lovers alike, you're listening to Podcast of Poseidon, where we explore how ancient myths become modern pop culture, birding Rick Rydens, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. This is Chapter 29, The Manticore. I'm your co-host, on loan from the Hunters of Artemis, Darian Smart. Joining me is my co-host and brother, hailing from the Attitude City, DJ.
1: How's everybody doing today? If you haven't heard of Attitude City, well, all you need to know is that everybody there has a black belt in amazing and diplomas from the University of Keeping It Real.
0: I want a diploma from the University of Keeping It Real.
1: Go to Attitude City.
0: Well, do you think I can get one from the camp store?
1: Uh, maybe we can go check it out.
0: All right, let's find out. Hey, all Just me. Did you find out the camp store doesn't take Apple Pay? So he had to go back to the card to get his wallet. You know how it is. I'll make this quick. We don't have a lot to cover, but we did want to take some time and thank a couple of our listeners who left some really lovely reviews. Big thank you to OnlyO9025 and Uta32 for leaving just really lovely reviews and rating giving us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. We super, super appreciate it. Onlio has described us as a pog pod, which I believe is a good thing. DJ is not here to help me with the youth slang, Uh, but they did say that it is a very solid podcast, BTW, and also, I'm pretty sure this is Owen from Through the Mist, so I would assume it's a pog is good. Thank you both so much. Sorry it took us uh, some months to be able to thank you. You can only see reviews left by people in your uh, same country. But I did a little bit of podcast production magic and found this program that is going to let us see all our reviews from any listener wherever you be in the world. So if you are a listener who's outside of the U.S. and hasn't left a review yet because, well, we won't see it anyway, now we will. And we'll be able to read it and thank you on the podcast. If you love the podcast and have fun listening, please leave us a positive rating and a review at lovethepodcast.com forward slash Poseidon Pod. This is a super helpful page we set up that's going to let you leave reviews on any of the platforms that are compatible with the device you're listening on right now. So don't worry about trying to leave us a review on iTunes if you don't listen to an Apple device or if you don't have iTunes downloaded on your computer. lovethepodcast.com forward slash podcast or Poseidon is going to show you all the options available to you and you can leave us a review in 60 seconds. And I can speak for both DJ and myself when we say we would really, really appreciate it. That thing that podcasters say where reviews really help us grow, that's a true thing. That's that's real. So if you got a sec and you really love the show, let us know, and we'd love to thank you. That's all I got. And now, on to the show. All right, DJ, here we are, season three proper. Let's kick it season off by talking about the Manticore.
1: three. All right, Manticore. Um... Was the was the Manticore really Greek? No. I never I never no, it associated wasn't. it with Greek culture.
0: No, it, it wasn't, but we are getting ahead of ourselves. First, we need to start <laughs> with DJ. What do you remember about the Manticore from the Titan's Curse?
1: The Titans Curse, he's disguised as like just a old principal dude. Mm-hmm. Dr. Thorne. Doctor Thorne. He really just kinda like whips out his tail. He never goes full Manticore. He just kind of mm-hmm. whips out his tail and claws, and that's about it. And he throws thorns from his tail and stabs people and mm-hmm. slashes. He's very strong,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: he then he gets really bodied by Percy Dionysus up. from the other he, f- yeah. he He fucks Percy up, but then he gets bodied by Dionysus when Dionysus is on the other side of the country.
0: Yeah, that Keep is in mind, like... mind,
1: Dionysus is a god.
0: <laughs> is a god. Just to remind you, here's a thing. I know he doesn't act like one. Uh, but he does have phenomenal godlike powers. Yeah. I have the book here. I wanted to see. Okay, so he does change fully into the manticore.
1: Does and, he and when they I first, didn't yep. catch it?
0: So it, you know, I think it only happens once. I think the rest of the time we see him, he's like disguised in like his human Dr. Thorne thing. But uh, so they're fighting the manticore. Grover has like started playing his reed pipes and his cause like the grass to grow up and like in like bind his legs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Thorne roared and began to change. He grew larger until he was in his true form. His face still human, but his body that of a lion. His That's leathery. Sp- yeah, yeah, it's fucking horrifying.
1: It's horrifying. And
0: the and the plethora of medieval art of Manticore's doesn't make it less horrifying. Yeah. So, uh, so he's the the body of a lion face of a human and then his leathery spiky tail whipped deadly thorns in all directions so yeah he does it. i think later on when they meet him okay yeah you're right so usually he shows up and he's got like two color eyes and he just has like he's in his like he looks like a dude in a military haircut because he ran a military school and then his like tail is out
1: uh-huh.
0: which is a look yeah, after that, I don't think he turns into the full. I think you're right, he doesn't turn into the full manticore. He doesn't he doesn't bust out the lion body after
1: that. No, think up. <laughs> it's cuz he realizes he doesn't actually need it. That guy could just yeah. body this child right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. No need to go through all the trouble of like transforming. But uh oops, we've had a god on speed dial. Who just wants to kind of put Percy in his uh, place a little bit?
1: Fuck. Just a little bit. Make I Percy do like bow that. His head, a yeah. little slice of humble pie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do like it because not, nice, not that I think Percy should ever be humble before the gods because no, 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 fuck them. No.
1: But it's just like but Percy was also just kind of being a dick. Yeah. Percy's
0: kind of being a dick. Yeah, yeah. Dionysus wasn't being helpful. He's like, well, maybe if you act because Percy's calling for Chiron. And he's like, well, maybe if you asked me, I might do something. And Percy's like, fuck you. I'd never ask you for shit. And then he looks around. He's like, all of my Ah, friends are about to die. And Talia is having literally flashbacks of the worst moment of her life. So, fine. So he swallows his pride, not to please Dionysus, but for his friends, because that's what Percy does.
1: Yeah. Loyal to a fault.
0: Nope. Loyal to a fault. Are we... So this is, I wanted to also describe like what Dr. Thorne looks like when he's in his dude form. And uh, he just is tall with a hawkish face, nostrils that flare, that kind of thing. He's got two colored eyes, one brown, one blue, like an alley cat's. (laughs) Okay. Um, But he's got an accent. And the way Percy describes it is French, maybe. He pronounced his J like Jacques. Because he, when they try to sneak into the school dance to find Nico, and Bian- uh, yeah. Nico and Bianca, he's like catches them. And he's like visitors are not allowed to dance at the dance. You shall be ejected. And ejected, ejected, and it's like the Manticore wasn't French, so I don't know if Percy's just like not good at placing accents or the fuck. Well, Let's it's into also
1: it. like I. I- I don't know, like the manticore itself just seems to be like a weird, a weird, like it's just been all over the place, right? It's been taken by every culture in some way, shape, or form.
0: Well, okay, so it, it, so the manticore comes from Persian culture, like Persian folklore.
1: Yep, sounds about and,
0: right. And yeah, Persia, which is, I think you, Davis, do you know what Persia is? Or more specifically what Persia was.
1: Was it the it was the Middle East, wasn't it?
0: Yes. Okay. Or like so that's, Turkey so that's in a, that area? Yeah, so it's it's a historical region specifically in what is like modern day Iran.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it is
0: like the Middle East, like kind of like Southeast Asia, that kind of area of the world. And there were quite a few Greek Persian wars.
1: Oh yeah, they're just mixing but, a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the story of the Manticore originally comes from from Persia and it got to Greece through trade stories, the same way stories travel anywhere, right? People traveling, yeah. people bring the stories with them. But what makes the Manticore interesting is that it's not like the Hydra, right? Or like a dragon. It's um, the story that was brought from Greece from Persia is that this is a totally real animal that lives in India.
1: I would believe it. <laughs> You'd believe India's India's got some crazy shit, especially for back then. India was wild, right? they were, the fucking I mean, rode elephants. <laughs> they were okay, going I'm, crazy.
0: That's exactly the kind of bullshit someone from Greece would be like. I hear in India they ride elephants. Like not regularly. That's not a regular. That's not like the sedan of ancient India. So here, here is specifically the story. It was said to live in India and had the body of the lion, a tail of a scorpion, the venomous projectile spines that would just shoot out, and also the head of the human, which, as we said, okay, is the so most that is the original. Part. Yeah, that is exactly it. Uh, so right, also, so he did his
1: research to get the original storytelling.
0: So, and, and also, also three rows of razor sharp teeth that would allow it to consume its prey whole, leaving no trace, no bones, Ooh, that's horrible. no nothing. A nice, just a swallows nice of
1: the jaw. Just, <sighs> right,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just razor sh- the ultimate fucking predator. And again, this thing with a human face, totally real, definitely lives in India.
1: 100 percent they walk over in india and they see that like what they got going i don't even know like what india was doing it back then right but they walk over in india they see like making the art hindu, i'm sure yeah, having just, kingdoms like, that, like, the hindu the hindu culture the hindu religion just like everything that they're all about and they're like oh, these people
0: who are very they got some too. shit
1: going on yeah they, what? Well, they got some shit going on oh man
0: <laughs> like <laughs> the also, like, Greeks or the persians were one to talk
1: I would, yeah, like that's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> like they would go there and like everyone Whoa. <laughs> everyone and, and I bet the Indians would see the Greeks and the Persians and be like what the Whoa. Fuck
0: <laughs> I mean that's true. That's culture sh- culture shock exists throughout the history of humanity. Here's the thing I really want to get across. Is like in in ancient Greece, in the time of these stories, in the time of the Manticore stories coming over, it's like the Hydra is like a a cryptid. It's like, if you say, if someone's like, oh yeah, I totally saw a hydra on my way traveling from Athens to Thebes, it'd be like saying, yeah, my cousin saw Bigfoot when he was in Idaho. Like, that's like, okay, sure, man. But the manticore is like saying, yeah, rhinoceroses are real. (laughs) And saw one at a zoo. And it's like, yes, I've never seen one, but I know this is a real animal. And that's just like, the thing I... What
1: what did like... What is the things that the Persians saw to make them think that? Right, because it, it, it doesn't come from nothing.
0: Right. Well, here's so there's one thing I found, and I fuck, I didn't know who this guy was. Oh, I did, I did, I did. Okay, so this was like a thing, right? And this is like the reason the Manticore. Side there are no myths involving the Manticore in Greek mythology. No heroes fought it and never attacked a kingdom. Like that's not that's not there.
1: It's because it's it's a real thing in India.
0: Because it's a real thing in India, so and that's <laughs> usually the manticore wouldn't get its own episode because there's not enough myth to dig into. But it's this genre but it's used everywhere of. Else. There's a lot that yeah, the manticore gives us a lot in pop culture, which is right in our alley. But it's also part of this genre of of mythology of absolute buck wild creature. That people over here said definitely existed over there, and I love that. And I definitely was like, "That's our episode." So it's no, super fair. Couple things. So you asked, like, what did what did they think? What were they seeing? Right? What did they think it was? Yeah. So, um, yeah, a a Greek traveler who lived in the time of Rome. Uh, his name was Pausanias. He he wrote in his he did a lot of writings, and he wrote one of his works, the Description of Greece. Uh, he wrote about the Manticore, right? And he didn't think it existed, right? He's well, like, I'm fair. pretty sure this isn't a real thing. And I think what they saw was probably a tiger.
1: Maybe. I mean, but...
0: body of tiger. And tiger's tails are like real wishy. They're real swoopy. Stripes, big predators. Maybe you will see the face obscured in a brush, like undergrowth, you just see the eyes. Now, meanwhile, Pliny the Elder, who was just this guy who had opinions on everything, was 100% uh. on board The Manticore was real. Fuck you, Pontius. Pontius. Pausanias. <laughs> Fuck you, Paul. And if you know anything about Pliny the Elder, you will not be surprised to learn that he thought that Manticore was definitely a real thing.
1: It just seems like at this point, it's become like... The manticore is a cryptid, right? <laughs> uh,
0: yes. And now that we have reached the time of Rome, the manticore is more of a, that's a cryptid. You saw a manticore? Sure, it's a buddy. But, yeah.
1: uh, it's like, well, no, I know it's real. I saw it. I have video footage. And then it's the most blurry fucking thing anybody yeah. could ever take with an iPhone I- 12.
0: Yeah, it's wild. Well, how is it so blurry? Why why were you shaking your camera I, like it was
1: in I, sh- a I try to shake my camera and take a picture and it still comes out fucking clean. What the hell's wrong with you?
0: I know weird how we don't have more cryptid images anymore now that everyone's got really good smartphones. I'm just saying they've gotten better at hiding. That's all I'm saying. But um Yeah, no, Plenty Elder definitely was like, nah, manticores are super, super real. And in 77 AD, in his book The Naturalist Historia. He had a whole description of the Manticore, which included this detail, claiming that the Manticore could mimic human speech.
1: <laughs> oh my fucking God, of course. Now,
0: now speak, I wouldn't be able to mimic human speech. <laughs> which is like, sure, plenty. We needed on top of it being this apex predator that can shoot poisonous spikes out of its tail. We also needed the nightmare detail of it can mimic human speech with its human face. Thanks, Plenty. I just wanted to talk about how the manticore means man-eater. <laughs> like, like its name in, in Middle Persian. Its name, uh, uh-huh. and I'm going to mispronounce this and I apologize. It, it looks like... Marda noro. M- I'm so sorry. Which meant like to eat man. Uh-huh. And the English word manticore comes from the Latin word uh manticora which is d- derived of a Greek version of the like a a version of the Persian name manticorus. So is is just a, it's a man-eater. It's it's definitely a tiger probably. Tigers usually don't go around eating people unless times are really tough, but uh
1: or they're fucking annoyed <laughs>
0: Or you you pissed them off for you pissed Tigger off for the last time, Christopher Robin. Seriously, that was a little dark, even for me. (laughs) So, uh, Manticore is, like I said, not a lot going on in Greek mythology. Hercules never fought one. No one, uh, no Manticore ever came and and terrorized uh, a city follow the sphinx or like the hydra or anything like that no god ever sent a manticore to harass some humans who were too boastful but you know who was super down with like putting manticore imagery in their culture the christians yeah the christians (laughs) medieval european artists loved using the manticore in their art as a stand-in for the devil
1: no, that's would fair.
0: Which, you know, if, if you know anything about Christian medieval artists, that's 100% on brand.
1: And it might come from Dante's Inferno.
0: DJ, tell me more.
1: So I just actually saw this because I'm like, I know, like, it can't, like, some, like, Christian stuff came up. In Dante, in the poem, the epic Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. Dante and Virgil descend to the eighth circle on the back of Garion, a manticore. Here, the manticore is a symbol of fraud with a human face to depict the uniquely human nature of the sin.
0: I love Dante's Inferno. It is straight up just like Dante Alighieri writing self-insert fan fiction about the Bible and boasting about how cool he is. I'm blaming. Odysseus is down there. He meets Odysseus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Odysseus is down there.
0: Yeah, Odysseus is down there. But yeah.
1: uh, yeah, Yeah, so that might like, depending on like, where we might find the first depiction of a manticore in Christian mythology. Mm -hmm. Or not mythology, but Christian...
0: Iconography. Belief.
1: Yeah, iconography. Mm -hmm. Dante's Inferno might be the first. I have no idea when Dante's Inferno came out.
0: Lines of 1600s? We can check. Google it. You brought it up. You have to Google it. That's on you. That's fair. That didn't bring Dante's Inferno to the podcast.
1: No, not the video game. Not the film. 14th century, so
0: the 1300s. Oh, yeah. I was super off 1300s. Yeah, that's pretty early. Honestly, all things considered. Yeah, so... Before we reach too far into manticore pop culture, I want to acknowledge one thing that I felt was a little weird. And I, I can't say if it's... I don't think it was intentional kind of weird, but just a little uncomfortable kind of weird. Is that the manticore is it was just not greek mythos it comes from persian cultural oral traditions telling stories about what they saw in india so it's like very very foreign right and when artemis and the hunters show up and they save like uh, percy and annabeth and well they try to save annabeth percy and talia and, and grover and and the d'angelos uh artemis herself is there and dr thorne as a manticore is like you can't interfere. The gods can't interfere. And Artemis is like, what does she say? It's really good. Because she's Artemis. Everything she says is really good. I'm sorry. Just she so says, uh,
1: hunt, hunting the beast is my grounds. It's something along the lines of like, mm-hmm. uh, beasts being hunted is like my job. And you are a wild beast.
0: Yeah. They're hunting. Uh, some, one of the hunters, Zoe, as we learn later. Permission to kill my lady. I couldn't tell she who was, she was talking to because she kept her eyes on the manticore. The monster wailed, "This is not fair! Direct interference! It's against the an- it is against the ancient laws." Not so, another girl said. This one was a little younger than me, maybe twelve or thirteen. I don't describe describing her. The hunting of all wild beasts is within my sphere, and you, foul creature, are a wild beast. Yep. And is rad as hell. Like no, it's really awesome. great. She's like he's like this is he's like tries to like legalize, and she's like lawyered. Like, nah, here's the fine print. And it is good. Um, it is a little weird. And I'm just going to say this to get it out there and we don't have to harp on it. A little weird that this very foreign creature, not pertinent, it's not Greece, it's, it's basically Persian creature, is the only one that we really encounter that has, like, this power of speech. Like, a lot of monsters can talk, but this is the only one that one is, like, can talk like this and is considered a beast. Right? Yep. Like a wild beast. Later she says it's weird that the Manticore, Artemis being she, it's bizarre that the Manticore has returned. It's an ancient beast. If the kids are being attacked by uh, a Cyclops or a Gorgon and something, could Artemis have interfered directly? Because they're not beasts per se. Is the Gorgon not a beast? It's a monster, but it's not a beast. I think these are different classifications. Okay. This is something we're talking about, but I I would wonder it's like, it's a cool scene but it is a little bit like eh,
1: maybe kind because of like it, it it's
0: vaguely xenophobic. I'm not saying it is or it's intentional but it is like a little uncomfortable when you dig into the fact that this isn't a Greek monster. It's a I Persian think it comes
1: one. from the fact that it like as you said it's later described as could imitate human speech.
0: So like yeah, maybe it's only talking because it. Yeah, I think that's where the that's where the whole like that's why this creature gets to be like a cyclops doesn't pull that shit. I mean, they literally mimic, yeah. but different, right?
1: Yeah, we don't see, and it's also like.
0: And I think it's like a shape shifting thing that he's doing. I don't know if it's the mist that the Manticore is using.
1: Is uh, is it a shape shifting for Chiron to go into his wheelchair?
0: No, because that's that's the, mist. the wheelchair itself is magic. It's like the TARDIS. It's yeah, I mean, like inside,
1: and maybe. Again, because, like, it's... Dante uses it for fraud. He's imitating a human. Like, maybe he's pulled from a lot... Maybe he pulled from a lot, right? A lot of sources. Not just the Persian or Hindu. Well,
0: because the Manticore isn't... I don't... The Manticore isn't an Indian myth. Okay. It's Persian. Pointing over to India and being like, yeah, the Manticore super lives there, gang. Watch out. It's wild. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so then, like not just pulling from Persian or Greece, maybe like he realized he recognized the fact that uh, I'm cause like later we do see him pull other creatures yeah. from other beliefs, you know?
0: No. Yeah. It's like, I don't, it was just, I was reading it and it's still interesting and I still like it. I was just like, there's no manticore myths. Like, <laughs> like I went, the very first thing I do when I ever start researching anything for the podcast is I get my copy of like mythology by Edith Hamilton. And I hop into the, the index and I find what I need. And the manticore is not in here. and there's a lot of shit in
1: here yeah
0: it'll be it'll be indexed if it's mentioned once not even like i would need a whole story so that's just i don't know that's interesting that's all i had on that i just wanted to mention it it is something that you particularly dig into more but not not within the scope of this podcast today
1: yeah so we'll be talking about its pop culture because there's a hell of a lot more Mm -hmm. that it's brought up in pop culture because i mean if we look at it it's kind of a badass monster it's if, a we really take, cool if we replace monster. the human face with the lion face that we see it a vast yeah. majority of the time, right? That's a cool it's, fucking monster.
0: Yes. A lion face, yeah, when it has the human face, I wouldn't call it cool. It's just upsetting. It's,
1: yeah, it's real upsetting.
0: Lion head is cool.
1: Lion the lion head is cool. Human face not.
0: No. Nothing it's very nothing upsetting. that is animal with human face is ever cool. It's always upsetting.
1: It's all spooky. It's always spooky. So, spooky. so did you go on? The, where can we
0: find the Manticore?
1: Ah, okay. Uh, The manticore, and the ones that I can, like, bring off the top of my head, right? Mm -hmm. That I'm like, ah, fuck yeah, this is, like, when I think manticore, these are the things that I think of. The first one would be Adventure Time, with its little manticore, (laughs) tiny manticore, that shows up very few times throughout the series. first time we see him, he's trapped in a bottle in Magic Man's house, uh, because Magic Man has trapped him, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... (laughs) When Jake frees him, he goes on a monologue about how he was like trapped in a jail. And it's like, uh, I am trapped by fear and just like, and like other shit like that. Uh And he's like, I am still trapped because he's like still fear. Uh, And it's like this, it's a weirdly in depth monologue into the psyche of this manicure. Poignant. (laughs) Jake's like, could you understand what he was saying? No, not a word. Because <laughs> he's so small and flying can't away. Hear. He can't hear him. It's like a little who. Later, he comes back and he's like an antagonist for the party. Oh, no, <laughs> can't remember what happened. He's he either so full somehow. Of rage. Yeah, he's so full of it. He either somehow found out a way to steal Magic Man's magic okay. and like encapsulate it, or mm-hmm. was just attacking after Magic Man lost his magic to Betty uh oh, yeah yeah that was a fucking thing it oh, made me happened. sad
0: oh boy she was trying so hard yeah
1: anyway to finish Manticore. the series the i know Manticore.
0: hey you know what i did finish
1: he finished uh trials of apollo let's go
0: fuck yeah big shout out to uh got your patron friend of the show and also my good friend tim o'connor he got me a box set of trials of apollo for christmas thank you tim yeah
1: He's at the tiny Radica shows back up And he's like he's got boomerangs And so he's throwing these boomerangs <laughs>
0: Oh God! And
1: like uh, The first time he throws the boomerang They duck out of the flag like, And then it comes back he's like boomerang And he's like uh, <laughs> So he throws it again they duck And then they duck again he's like you're not going to get me again And then he gets hit in the back of the head by another boomerang And it's like two boomerangs
0: <laughs> Oh not two boomerangs
1: <laughs> Love it I don't think he shows up later but that's the tiny manicore in Adventure Time. He's just, it's just stupid. It's silly. I love it so much.
0: I'm going to look up a picture of tiny Manicor real quick.
1: Tiny manacore.
0: Man. Adventure Time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just tiny manacor. oh, no, I hate it.
1: Tiny manacore.
0: His face is so wide. He kind of has a man face. He has a mane, but his face is that of a man.
1: It's just also Adventure Time's fucking...
0: It's also Adventure... Yeah, it's...
1: it's just Adventure Time. I <laughs> can't do much about it. Yeah,
0: it's also you just... You could
1: see the bottle that he was trapped in in one of the yeah.
0: pictures. Yeah,
1: <laughs> It's pretty great. Okay, uh,
0: who else we got?
1: <laughs> the next thing I think of when I think Manicore is the Ninja Sex Party song, Manicore. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: and it's it's a goofy fucking song. Because this was like when they were first starting out. Are there
0: any Ninja Sex Party songs that aren't goofy?
1: uh danny don't you know all right that's keep, not a goofy keep, one
0: keep going keep going we're not gonna we can't go off on this tangent <laughs> manticore song what was it called again manticore oh tight okay cool. it's
1: just called manicore by ninja sex party okay uh and oh. it's just like it's just like a goofy song and it's like
0: uh-huh.
1: they just have lines it's like the manticore invented death and in all things that are bad what? Because you got kicked in the junk. The manticore is glad. <laughs> oh, no, uh, it's, it's just a goofy. And like, obviously, like the guy who plays Ninja Brian is dressed up as the manticore. But oh, the way that you do it, he's got like leggings that go up to like above his belly button. Then like American fucking like an American flag speedo and like a goofy looking mask. And he's got no shirt on. <laughs>
0: yep just uh just pulled it up just looked up yep just looked up the image uh
1: the song is again like a super fun super goofy uh and it's, it's just super, he's he missing shows the tail up.
0: and that's the oh I, i've got fan art i found fan art of of him as the manticore <laughs> they they have in fact given him the scorpion the scorpion yeah. tail uh
1: and then it's like he shows up later in another song when the Danny Sexbang was trying to court a lady by like singing about how he was a dragon slayer. The song is called Dragon Slayer.
0: Obviously, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, well, you got your choice of a football player, a scientist, a actor. And it's like, well, w- what about a dragon slayer? Uh, oh, no, it was instead of actor, it was weightlifter. That's what it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Uh, and at the end of the song, it's like, so what do you say? I see you went with the football player and the scientist and apparently the weightlifter as well and Ninja Brian and the dragon and the manticore. You weren't even in this.
0: (laughs) Fuck yeah, good for her. to shoot your (laughs) shot and then shoot it again.
1: (laughs) With everybody except for the fucking dragon slayer.
0: That's fine. He sounds like he's a lot of high maintenance. He sounds a like he's probably of high maintenance. It was, Everyone it else was clearly has their own things funny. going on.
1: Super funny, uh, and that's that. And then the last thing that I think of when I think Manticore is in Smite. Okay. Uh, when the game first came out in the f- like the first couple of seasons, it mm-hmm. was actually a. When like, and like, When it was in beta, and I think the first season, I can't okay. remember, it was a boss, like a, a jungle boss in Ooh. on the map, right? That's so you'd cool. go, okay. You'd kill it, you get a buff for your team. They replaced it with a fire giant, oh. uh, and then it became like a training uh, boss, and then they kind of just like removed it, and it's kind of a gag for the developers. Like every now and again on April 1st, it's like, okay, are the next... Uh, god that we're adding to smite is the manticore and he's got like the most busted ability no. and he's like saying how how good he is and then the person who actually like normally announces it the lady of lore or the yeah the lady of the lore uh-huh. uh, comes in, like no that's not what what. Huh. <laughs> Just, like, goes in? back and forth uh, and I'm like I wish they kept the manticore in the game because I think it could be a lot of fun yeah, but it's I'd also it up, like it's yeah.
0: very cool looking
1: right but yeah the yeah. uh but they just kind of like goof around with it nowadays. They don't really.
0: Mm-hmm. They, they took it out and just now it's a it's a gag. I like that. I like that yeah. that's a thing that exists for the, the Smite community and then the developers. That seems fun. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Manticore depictions will have wings, though that was not part of the original no. Manticore lore. Nope. That's just one of those. And they added it later. Because yeah. damn, you want to make something cooler? Put fucking wings on it.
1: Put cool-ass demon wings on it. Yep. Or dragon wings or whatever you want to do. Dragon
0: wings, kind of bat wings, those leathery wings. But like feather bird wings also. You want to make a human
1: but Those are cool, but in like a different way, right? Yeah.
0: They are cool in a different way. It's a different cool, but they are both cool. Yes. They are both cool. There's not a single creature that you couldn't put leathery wings on and it wouldn't be instantly cooler. Yeah. I'm trying to think. A fucking sea rabbit is instantly cooler. You throw leather sea bunnies. Sea bunnies.
1: Yeah. That's uh, type of sea slug. slugs.
0: Yeah. Uh instantly cooler. You put leathery wings on it. You do oh, not yeah. fuck around with a winged sea bunny.
1: No, yeah. Leathery it wings. It comes from the deep. Just cool. Leather wings are cool. It is an elder cool. god of
0: the deep. You could take a you could take a bat that already has leather wings and then give it another set and it is instantly cooler than it was before.
1: How many wings makes it not cool? Hmm. Three, just only three wings. Not even like three sets, just three wings.
0: Oh, so it's flat, flat,
1: flat. It's flat, flat, flat. But then like another wing, kind of coming out of it, going fucking overtime like that. But then it's like moving itself (laughs) downward.
0: (laughs) I can see third wing being potentially useful. I know nothing about engineering or aerodynamics, so I I probably am wrong. Um, but yeah, quick descent maybe. But side to side maybe if it only okay hold up hold up third wing is cool if it is used so the side wings flap 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 and then when it needs to dive down into water back wing comes up sideways so it's like a kind of sail and it like can control its descent and then the b- slices into the water third wing is oh. still cool
1: yeah, maybe I think it just depends on the kind of wing and the, like what animal we're putting it on. Uh, I had a
0: bat in my head still.
1: You had a bat in your head have, still?
0: A three-winged bat. <laughs> no, I you could put. Yo, we'll put three wings back on the sea bunny. It uses the third wing like the sail to get back in the water. It just slices <laughs> in like a razor. Sea bunny's still cool. Uh, Seriously, everybody, look up the sea bunny. If you've never heard of this thing, it's they're adorable, weirdly cute,
1: they're super adorable. Yeah, they're super um. Adorable. The Manticore does show up in like a couple of other games, obviously. obviously. Uh, it shows up in Ark Survival Evolved, though I, mm-hmm. I don't play the game because I'm not super into its mechanics and such, but I know it's mm. wildly poss- popular. And it is a world boss in it, so you would go and you'd kill it and you'd get where it drops. Cool. It looks pretty sick, but it's also, like again, not my kind of game just because like those base builder styles aren't overly fun, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Onward?
1: Yeah, I was actually yeah. about to. Hey, uh, in Onward, the Mandacore shows up, and she is the manager of a Chuck E. Cheese esque tavern themed store.
0: It's like, yeah, she's the owner of like a t- of a medieval TGI Fridays.
1: Yeah, and I think like the weirdest thing about the Onward world, right, is that magic this is, the is Pixar completely. Movie, Onward. Yes, the magic is like completely forgotten by everybody as Mm -hmm. if there wouldn't be some fucking dorks nerds hipster ass people being like well i don't need electricity i got magic like they would still practice it
0: so the manticore and onward is great she owns a restaurant she
1: owns a restaurant and she was she was again weird thing quest giver she was a quest giver she was she went out to do these quests she did them she remembers the time before electricity and before Mm -hmm. convenience and just like I don't know how long a manticore would generally live.
0: I think she... Because it's interesting. They call her the manticore. The is in her name. At the end of the movie, after their mom becomes BFFs with the manticore and she's leaving to go hang out, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hang out with the manticore. That's uh, that's, that's her name. She's (laughs) the manticore.
1: All right. So maybe she is like... Maybe it has been like... Let's say... Kind of a
0: goddess a little bit? I saw a review where they described it as like oh onward is for boys like frozen is for girls and it's like no you mean second. onward does for brotherhood the same thing that frozen does for sisterhood yeah exactly these things are not for boys for like girls like you have fucking
1: and that like that's the thing right Is like the way that sister is described in frozen is exactly how i would imagine it if you had a sister that was Relatively like you were close like, to you, I right? can't relate to this. You can't relate to it. I can absolutely relate to Onward in the sense that, fuck, sometimes Johnny gets on my nerves. Fuck, sometimes Jerry gets on my nerves or I get on like their nerves, right? But God forbid if I don't love them at the end of the day and I not would fucking do anything for either of them. And yeah. I love that about Onward. It is super wonderful. Yeah. I,
0: l- I love that Onward. I love this moments of present. I could I could stand for a Disney Pixar movie with a brother-sister dynamic.
1: That would be great. I'd love to see How-
0: it. It's so very rare to have brother-sister dynamic. Uh, King Chronicles is great. It's definitely not super common in mainstream. Not that it doesn't exist, but just like I realized recently because I've written a lot of short stories and characters, and my character always has a sibling who is always not their gender like i do not have characters that if, it's, if i'm writing a guy he does not have a brother he has a sister if i'm writing a female character she does not have a sister she has a brother like i only right, do like, brother sister that's, dynamic if
1: i were to by write in not even by i, I like, did once but it was really more along the lines of for mythology about like somebody being forced into something and they were twins but if i were to it was a i had it was a fucking while ago for a short story thing i'm sorry is this a bonus episode topic davis You want to tell me more? We we could talk about it in a bonus episode.
0: Oh my God, really? Yeah. I have...
1: I I I mean, honestly, it's a sun and moon thing so we can absolutely talk about it.
0: I did write a short story about Artemis for my uh, uh, English class when I was a freshman in high school. Now it's... The context of the story is real fucking sad.
1: But I did it. Mine is like a little forcefully sad. (laughs) I'm like, this sounds fun. This sounds believable for like an Eastern myth. And I'm going to be real with you, kind of went a little Eastern with like influences on how i like viewed things at that at i think it was like freshman or sophomore
0: yeah i'm sure there are stuff that's like this is not a thing it's but like this is
1: not something that like would be this would, is be, a crea- this this is would a not be like a greek class. yeah this would not be like a greek or a middle eastern or an african style myth this is absolutely i've like thinking about it i would see chinese mythology doing this even though i know that that's not how they did their sun and moon thing you know uh but hey we should probably get back about. on topic Let's get back yeah on topic. <laughs> uh so had a major course? plot <laughs> uh, just one final thing the magic thing in on one was a major plot hole that i just like i'm very glad that it's now out there for me
0: <laughs> okay i would argue that it's not a plot hole however it is a cuz it's not a plot hole
1: right a it's plot not. hole You're, is when okay, the plot yeah, it's not a fix. plot hole but, but it it is, it's, it's just a, it's, a, a, it's it's a weakness. an inconsistency it's a gap it's a, an me, inconsistency like a, an inconsistency for world building is not yes, how it's world a, building would work. It's, a it's a not how humans gap. or people work. I get yeah. they're not actually humans, but it's not how sentient life, I believe, mm-hmm.
0: works. No, I think that's, yeah, that's totally fair. You got any other manticores for us? We should probably actually talk about the Manticore. Yeah, she gives quest. She now is owns this this restaurant, but eventually is like has a she, moment she of like, gives, wait, like, what did I used to? I used, be? I used fucking, to be a beast.
1: I used to be great. I used to be, and she just just destroys her tavern, like her TGI, out. her tavern. God, like thank God, whatever, whatever it was called. Hold on, I actually want to know what this was fucking called. Hold on, I think it was called like the manticore's Tavern, and it had like Chuck E. Cheese ass.
0: Yeah, it had like. It had, like, someone in costume and stuff and dancing, and it had just, like, knick-knack, bric-a-brac all over the wall.
1: Yeah, it's it's called the Manticore's Tavern. And, yeah, yeah, it's just, like, a... It's the original tavern that the Manticore would give quests in, but now it's, yeah, a Chuck E. Cheese-esque fucking place. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah, it's very good. And then she has a of like, nah, hold up, I gotta... She okay, has a bit of an episode. Just a and bit. Then comes back to herself and is like, whoa, hold on, what the fuck was that? I need to calm down. But then mom shows up to try to track down her sons and she's like, You're coming with me because you know where my kids went. And they have a they have an adventure and it's great. Her
1: name is Corey. The mom? No, the Manticore. Oh,
0: Manticore. Yeah, they call her Corey. Because Manticore. Yep. What's the mom's name? Laurel. Laurel. That makes sense. I had Linda on the tongue. Laurel. Laurel's great. She's my favorite character in that, definitely.
1: Yeah, Laurel was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Lightfoot is their last name.
0: Good good fantasy name. Not good super f- intrusive, but good fantasy name.
1: Good fantasy name. And, like, and it's also like, oh, the dad was a star running back. <laughs> or the track star. He was? Yeah. I was forgot. Like, I can't remember the dad's name, but it's like, man, he could fucking run like the wind. And so that's why everybody like recognized the hoodie that Ian Dorr would wear all the time.
0: That's right. Yeah, his name is Eonward. That's fucking Onward's oh, a great movie. I'm gonna watch Onward this weekend after no, it's I finish super school
1: wonderful. stuff. I'm almost Love done. It. Love it. <sighs> now what this podcast is about?
0: Now it's about about. So we should start a let's start an Onward podcast. We just talk about. We'll Onward just start a every Disney
1: episode. Pixar t- podcast, but we only talk about Onward.
0: <laughs> we only talk about Onward. Welcome to Onward. We never move on.
1: We'll be talking about everything about it because it one. It's Great, but also, like... Uh, you just you got guys opinions. Can, just go, I got opinions. I got opinions about that movie. It's wonderful. Sk- it's got things.
0: Our patrons are going to enjoy hearing that conversation so much. Yes. All right, DJ, any other Manticore stuff?
1: Not a lot that stuck out to me, right? Cause mm-hmm. Nothing I, a while? Nothing, like, super crazy it came out like again uh the Spiderwick books it came about but not like it wasn't an enemy that the characters faced it was just mm. written in the journal hey avoid you this
0: mentioned mm-hmm. yeah hey, avoid the manticore yeah avoid the nice. manticore this
1: thing's fucking dangerous wasn't charmed that was that's also a you thing
0: oh well know, that's charmed. more of a that's more of a skylar barsanti thing
1: ah okay i don't know i, I just did. recognize it and i know you talked about I, it a couple I of have times
0: talked about charmed yes
1: but again, it's not it doesn't even show up. It's just it's
0: just mentioned. It's
1: mentioned. A lot of the times they're just mentioned. And it's also ex- a lot of the times it's brought up in terms of like military stuff.
0: Mm. Well, I think it's mentioned in like shows and stuff because it's expensive to do a manticore.
1: Apparently, in like early scripts of James Cameron Avatar, uh it was gonna be a big six-limbed panther from hell, is what it's described as
0: panther from hell
1: so just this like as,
0: as one of the creatures with, of pandora with an
1: armor yeah as one of the creatures of pandora is uh-huh. what the, what they were going to call a manticore which was a big panther with six limbs instead of four uh an armored head a venomous striking tail and a massive distensible armored jaws
0: well he's making that four been more ass. movies yeah it would be badass and he's making four more movies in the so avatar might universe see them, them. yeah the, oh, oh you don't know about this hype.
1: no I, didn't. I the last thing i heard from like the thing that was going to come from the avatar franchise was avatar frontier which is the game coming out and i'm very excited for for yeah, the dude. listeners for those who don't know i'm a big fan of james cameron avatar yeah like, DJ i, I weird do not, not know why like looking back that movie's not great but, like, I liked mm-hmm. the world of Pandora. I thought it was going to, like, super cool, and I'm very excited to learn more about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is And this is not ironic. This is not like... No, I, no, this like, is not
1: like... No, it's not like he like, was
0: ironically liked it and now accidentally likes it. DJ no. legitimately has always liked Avatar. No,
1: I fucking love it. I think it's super great. Maybe it's because I saw it around the time that I was getting into, like, just space stuff. And so I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is it, dude. This is exactly what, like... This is the future. But, like... This fucking coolie shit. I love it. I love Avatar, dude. If I can ask any of my siblings, that movie is fucking great. Yeah,
0: DJ's super into. Just yeah, this is a fact. <laughs> write write that down on your podcast episode and host notes. I guess. Oh yeah, DJ's weirdly into Avatar. We got to go to Disney World. Got to get. Got to get that. you on the the Avatar. I'm
1: very excited. Pandora. It's just gonna be great.
0: So can I tell you about some other uh, mythical yeah, creatures that ancient folks thought were definitely totally real, but over there?
1: Yes, I'd love to hear them.
0: Oh my god, thank you. So I've got a, f- I've got a list. I've got a few. Uh, I'd like to tell you about a couple that were courtesy of uh, Plenty the Elder. Because as I said, the dude doubled the fuck down on the mantle court and gave it the power to mimic human speech. So a uh, couple he had. Uh, was uh, written in his just natural natura Historia. This was, creature was called uh, a Bonicon, a which was a, a bull-like creature from Macedonia that had a horse's mane and backwards-facing horns. So it had horns, but they were useless. They didn't do shit. So to defend itself, it just sprayed flaming hot dung for 300 feet.
1: Yeah, how do you spell that?
0: B O N N A C O N.
1: Whoa. (laughs) This fucking picture just shows it turned around. It's got the most, like, it's got the face that you give when you're trying to shit real hard. And then it's just shitting on this dude with a shield.
0: Yep, yep, yep. This uh, when is I say fucking flaming- hilarious. Yeah, when I say Flaming Hot, I don't just mean like Flaming Hot Cheetos. I mean, its dung could actually set things on fire.
1: Dude, Final Fantasy XI had a lot of fucking things going for it. But Bonicon <laughs> is in it, and so was the Manticore.
0: Tight. I love that.
1: Oh, it's Bonacon is in uh, 14. That's I haven't surprising. encountered it, even though it's in a Realm Reborn. It's like the Does, first-
0: does it do the dunk thing? <laughs> Or? I don't
1: know. I never encountered it.
0: That seems a bit crass for a Final Fantasy game, but I guess I don't really know much about Final Fantasy games to be honest. Final
1: Fantasy 14 is a little fucking crazy. It kind of goes off on its own thing. Then again, all games do their own thing, right? They're mm-hmm. all vastly different. <laughs> Not vastly, uh, but they're all like different in the sense of like they don't actually follow the same storyline. So if you're ever thinking about getting into Final Fantasy, don't worry about which one you go into. Really, the only two games that connect are 11 and 14. But that's real loosely. It's that's only real loosely. It's real he, loosely. They're in the well, same world, but like loosely. fucking 100 years apart.
0: No, it ties. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't think at this stage I can get into Final Fantasy. I've got other things going on.
1: No, that's super fair. Very excited for Final Fantasy sixteen. At least, hopefully, they didn't revert back to turn-based. I don't imagine they would at this point. But we'll who's to say?
0: So another creature that Plenty recorded was called the Harsinia. I I will just read this direct translated quote that I found. In the Harsinian forest in Germany, over there, we hear of a singular kind of bird, feathers of which shine at night like fire. So basically this bird was just a lantern that had glowing fucking feathers.
1: How do you spell that?
0: Uh, H-E-R-C-I-N-I-A.
1: Yeah, Just getting a lot of medieval things. That's sick, though.
0: Yeah, all of these are creatures that just appeared in bestiaries in the Middle Ages. Like, this is the... Yeah, that's totally real. Last one is called the Joculus. J-A-C-U-L-U-S.
1: This thing is horrifying.
0: I included this because it was a flying snake. Yeah, it is. Called the javelin snake that killed its prey by falling on it. And I include this because our oh, brother Johnny's one. terrified of snakes and I want you to tell him about this
1: I t- I don't know if I will he'll hurt me <laughs> uh, this depiction live- of it yeah this depiction right here is pretty sick it's <laughs> it's a big snake with like fins on it so I guess it just like mm-hmm. flies magically and it's got a really pointed nose so <laughs> it just fucking javelin is about right for what mm-hmm. the way this looks yep and yep. it lived in northern Africa.
0: Yeah, over there. Over there. Uh, I got another one for you. This was these ones come from Herodotus, who was a 5th century BCE Greek scholar uh-huh. who just had He actually does give us some like he's like, considered the father of history and provided some pretty solid accounts of the Greek Persian war and some pretty book wild accounts of fucking everything else. Oh, give me. So, uh you will have to look up these ones because uh, I don't have the name of the first one, he just wrote that there were ants the size of foxes in the deserts of India, that uh, sounds not- like
1: some that sounds like some crystal skull ass shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know that we saw in Indiana Jones in the Crystal Skull.
0: Yep. <laughs> in this one, he said that in Ethiopia, they hunt these creatures that were like they described as whole men who were just they so fast. They were incredibly swift on foot, and they eat snakes and lizards and speak a language like no other but squeak like bats. DJ, does that description sound familiar to you?
1: Sorry, say it again. Say the description.
0: So, creatures called Holmen, incredibly fast, okay. swifter than chariots on foot. They eat lizards and bats, and ha- or they eat lizards and reptiles, and have a language that sounds like high-pitched squeaks like bats.
1: Isn't that just moles?
0: It's the troglodytes. <laughs> <laughs> Who, most notably, make an appearance in they do. Uh, they do make an Trials appearance of in Apollo. Trials of Apollo. <laughs> the Tower of Nero.
1: This is so, true. I kind of spaced on it. It's been a It's been a minute.
0: That's okay. That's okay. But yeah. This is uh, I, included I was thinking that of like specific... real
1: ass things that these people could maybe get confused for.
0: Oh no, you are fair. Yeah, when I was reading, it was like, "It's Mulman," and I was like, "I did include that one because," oh yeah, these fools show up in the books, yeah. so they got to be on the list of, they definitely said they were real and lived in Ethiopia. Uh, Understand? I got one more for you because this one is wild and appears in the Bible.
1: <laughs> what is it?
0: So. Reverse centaur.
1: Uh, it's called right. an
0: ono centaur, which is probably uh, not the right inflection.
1: Yeah, but it sounds ono like centaur. It's a centaur made of like ono fish that we all love.
0: Uh, <laughs> like, wait, what?
1: The ono fish that you can only get in Hawaii because it never makes it past the island because it's so fucking good.
0: <laughs> I don't know about this. It's, fish. Yeah, I don't it's why, seafood.
1: like, it's why John and like fucking all of us like really enjoy Quinn's fish and chips is because oh. it's it's made from this fish that is just like really good. It is amazing fish. The best fish I've ever had, right? Mm-hmm. It never makes it past Hawaii because it gets bought immediately.
0: I dig it. Uh, so this reverse is reverse centaur so it's got uh, but donkey
1: so instead of a horse, it's donkey?
0: It's a donkey. And it doesn't have two legs. It's only got the donkey high. Look it up. O-N-O-C-E-N-T-A-U-R.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a dude with really bad back problems and a beer gut.
0: <laughs> so... In a translation of the book of Isaiah, Onocentars are mentioned twice in verses thirteen twenty-two. And an Onocentar will settle there, and hedgehogs will make nest in their homes, and it comes quickly and does not delay. And then later in thirteen fourteen uh, 34, 14. And the spirits will meet with the Onocentars and howl the one another, and the Onocentars will stop because they have found rest. And then there are like corresponding words in Hebrew are like Island beast, howler, jackal, hairy, he-goat, satyr. There's translations that have, like, preserved the word ono-centaur. But, like, later versions of, like, English language translation of the Bible, they've changed it to, like, oh, wonderful beasts. And in the King James Version, that verse is translated as satyr.
1: right. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say for those of you who can't like imagine it and don't really want to Google it, or if you're busy doing something. Mm-hmm. It's imagine if you take a satyr, but like instead of like cutting it off at like the waist and then like immediately turn into human from like the hind legs of a goat, extend it out a little bit, right, to where it goes forward far. still and do it a little more. Um and a lot like a lot of these depictions do show it's like if you take a centaur but just take away the front legs and Mm -hmm. it still is able to stand up. And is a donkey. And is a donkey now.
0: Yep, yep. And again, this thing is totally real, definitely existed over there and is mentioned twice in the Bible. (laughs) And that's (laughs) why I made my
1: list. Love it.
0: And these are not the only definitely real creatures. Medieval bestiaries are just full of this kind of stuff and it's amazing and I love it. But of all of them... The Manticore is probably the best one.
1: Yeah. I, I love think. the man- The Manticore is definitely used a heck of a lot more than a lot of Heck of
0: is. a lot more interesting than um the javelin serpent or the Bonicon. Yeah. With the bad horns. And DJ, that's all that's all I have for you today on our very special first myth episode of our season three of the podcast. You got anything else?
1: Not really. I was I was trying to look through this list to see if anything else like jumped out at me, right? I really don't got much else for the manicore or creatures that definitely existed, but over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we could then say like, oh, creatures that definitely exist, but over there could be like a yeti.
0: A yeti is really good, actually, example of creature that definitely exists over, but over there.
1: Yeah, because like that one is like we haven't really actually like Bigfoot, probably most likely not real. A lot of people have just combed through the forests of the northwest and the forests of the mm-hmm. east. I don't believe Bigfoot's real. Yetis? We haven't come through the entirety of the Himalayas.
0: That's a really
1: treacherous area.
0: Mm -hmm. I would almost say Yeti is different because in these creatures that totally exist but over there, when you get over there, the people who live over there are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Whereas the Yeti is very much like, based on my knowledge of the Yeti, which I will admit, comes from my knowledge of the research that went into creating Expedition Everest for uh Disney World's Animal Kingdom. The Yeti <laughs> is considered like the protector spirit of the mountain, essentially. Yep. That's why in the ride the Yeti is attacking you because you've invaded the mountain and it'll swipe at you. It's very cool. And that's why the Yeti's yep. brown in the ride and it's it's not white, it's brown. Because up there, creatures would be brown. They blend into the forests. Yep. But it doesn't swipe at you anymore because they didn't build it in a way that they can fix the animatronic easily. It sucks. So it just roars. This is not standby line.
1: No. I was in the. It, I said in the Star Wars expanded universe, and like, oh, word, we got a manticore? No, it's just like star destroyers are named after Uh-oh. legendary beasts like Manticore, basilisk hydra and gorgon.
0: Yeah, most most creatures in the Star Wars universe are not named after. Things. Like our they creatures. Names. They're like modeled after. You can see that in their modeling sometimes something looks kinda like something, but usually mm-hmm. they have their own like book Wild Star Wars space names. hmm
1: I don't got much more else. Again, like it's all just kind of a lot of things that come up is just like, oh, this thing was named after the Manticore. A lot of it really is just like starship bombers or quests or like military, it's, stuff. military stuff they're all just like named after the manticore even in the witcher the manticore itself like i tried to look because like you can get manticore armor Uh huh. but it doesn't seem like you kill a manticore to get it
0: oh just manticore as a name is is a good name it's right? a good name just, that is
1: a fucking like oh, Leviathan. Man, i love it uh, those That's are good, good fucking names mm-hmm. however yeah like which it's weird that the Mandacor doesn't show up in The Witcher because that game is about you being a monster hunter.
0: Yeah, you think right? Manticore would definitely being, feel being like, like not just like a books.
1: monster hunter, like Monster Hunter, where we get like Rathalos and like all these like crazy fucking monsters that are made for this specific world. Mm-hmm. The Witcher, you, as far as I can tell, I haven't played it, and I want to. I like Witcher Three looks fucking awesome, right? Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, what you hunt are like mythical creatures from either Polish or like other mythologies and the fact that the mandacor armor shows up but you don't kill a manacor for it is a little strange.
0: Yeah, it's odd. Well, I think on that note, we are done with our first myth episode of season 3.
1: Yeah? I G-J, don't I don't you. have anything else to go on.
0: No, I'm good. DJ, thank you so much for bringing all the pop culture stuff to the table. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, sharing of course. that today. I know I know it wasn't it was more along the lines of just stuff for me, but you know. <laughs>
0: No, no, I did it. Thank you so much, DJ. And thank you, listeners, all so much for, for tuning in for, you know, first proper episode of season three. We're really excited. We've got a lot of... Titan's Curse has a lot of cool shit in it. And so we've got very a lot excited of cool about stuff it, to do. And got a, got a lot, lot of, of guests lined up.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, a lot of guests are going to come on. Mm-hmm. And we're very excited about it. And uh, if you'd like to hear my Sun and Moon fanfic, we will absolutely talk about it on bonus episode. Because it has to do with Sun and Moon. And that's kind of a big... Factor in this one,
0: yeah, yeah, it is. All right, we will be back in your ears on Tuesday, February first, for our Hunters of Artemis episode.
1: Very excited.
0: Very excited, and also like, hey DJ, that's our birthday month.
1: It is. It is our birthday month. We were we were both born. (laughs) Super strange. Our parents were born in October. Our brothers were born in July, and we were born in February.
0: We were born in February. February. Strange. Not planned. Not planned. Nope. This just kind of happened.
1: Not planned. Uh, but, but if you go back, you can see as to, like, oh, John and Jared were anniversary babies. <laughs> oh, no, they were <laughs> birthday babies. We were anniversary babies.
0: Yeah, I don't like thinking about that. Uh, don't like but thinking I do like about celebrating it, but it's a fact. our birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do like celebrating our birthdays. And so I'm very I... excited. keep an eye out this month, y'all. We will definitely be doing something special. I don't know what like, yet. At...
1: Not this month, next month.
0: Yeah, sorry. At the next month when we. It's December while we're recording. Sorry, I broke we'll, the cafe. We'll figure something here. out. We'll figure yeah. something.
1: We'll figure something. We'll peek behind the curtain. We're recording during our hiatus. Uh, we love you guys yeah. so much. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you for joining us. And until next time, don't be like Zeus.
1: Don't be like Zeus.
0: Podcast of Poseidon is created and hosted by Darian and DJ Smart. It's edited by Darian Smart. The show is produced by Darian and DJ Smart as well as
1: Tim O'Connor, the Crystal Con Man. Our music is Athens Festival by Martin Hayne, And our cover art is by Audrey Miller. You can find her on Instagram at Bombshell Nutshell Art.
0: Like the show? Ready for more? Support Podcast of Poseidon on Patreon. Just $1 gets you exclusive bonus content. Find out more at patreon.com slash podcast
1: Can't spare the drachmas? You can support the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by sharing us with your friends. Find all of our episodes and episode transcripts at podcastofposeidon.com.
0: Thanks for listening.